Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is March 27th, 2023. And as we do each week, let's begin with a brief moment of silence to link up with the worldwide group of Triangles members, followed by the sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. It's wonderful to have so many people from many different parts of the world participating in this triangle's work. And that provides a reflection of the work as it exists because triangle's workers do live in all parts of the world and in all the different planetary centers, stimulating the energetic body of our great logos. So we thank you all for participating and we also thank you for reaching out in your networks, in your communities to introduce this work of triangles to people who are new to it. For that's how the network forms and broadens its scope. It's not really up to the Lucis Trust or any other single group to do the hands-on promotional work of triangles. Instead, it's up to each individual Triangles member. So we really appreciate those of you who join in this webinar to support the work energetically, but also we wish to thank all of those who are reaching out. And again, if you do need any uh, materials, because sometimes even in the, this digital world, it is helpful to have some uh, materials to give to people. We have cards um, that briefly explain the work of triangles. We have triangles pins for your triangles partners and which can also stimulate interest among people that you might meet if you're wearing a triangles pin. Um, it's really up to you to use your own ingenuity to come up with ways to um, introduce triangles to others. So here we are each week. Um, working together in meditation and visualization to support and strengthen the planetary network. And so I wanted to make it clear, and we have done that before, that the work of meditation and visualization that we do each week on this webinar is not the intended work of triangles to be done on a daily basis. And so we've placed in the chat box um, an example of one of the ways in which many people do work with the Triangles Network each day in their daily practices. And so any of you who might like to review that and adapt it according to your own understanding, but just to know that our meditation here is not the daily uh, work of the Triangles Network. And so any of you who might be new to this work, we'd like to extend a warm welcome to, from the entire group to you, and we hope that you will be encouraged um, as you learn more about triangles, which you can do by going to our website, triangles.org. Um, we hope that you'll be encouraged to eventually form a triangle. And if anyone would like to form a triangle today, um, you can simply place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people on the call will also place their name in the chat box and you can form a triangle. We also do have a, um, a Facebook page, Triangles Meditation Group, and you can also reach out there to find new partners. And also on our website on triangles.org, there is a bulletin board that you can participate in to find Triangles members around the world. So 
there are multiple ways of finding out about the work of triangles, of contacting people who are interested in forming triangles. So anyone who wishes to become a member should have no excuse for finding partners. So, so just to say a little bit about the work, it's a simple uh, daily visualization technique that uses the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing through visualization of a triangular link between yourself and two people who agree with you to link up each day and to do so mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. You then place your triangle within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the invocation, the great invocation is sounded, a world, it's a world prayer, the energies of light, love, and power that are generated by all triangles participants are released through the etheric network of the planet into all open and receptive hearts and minds. So it's about releasing goodwill and through that release of goodwill, stimulating right human relations within the world. That's the ultimate goal. And we can see from looking at the world stage how vitally important it is to stimulate right human relations, not only among ourselves and our coworkers and our families, but also among the nations of the world. So, Oh, yes, I wanted to announce that on Wednesday, we'll be having our monthly Goodwill webinar. That's at 12 noon uh, New York time this Wednesday. You can find out more about that by going to worldgoodwill.org. And uh, next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, we'll be having our Aries full moon meditation here in New York in preparation for the actual day of the Aries full moon, which will occur um, next Thursday. So let's begin now with a brief visualization. Let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, visualize a triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers, the planetary head center, Shambhala, the planetary heart, the spiritual hierarchy, and the planetary throat center, humanity. And visualize these three points as lighted spheres of energy, rotating and moving, connecting the spheres one with the other, and filling the triangle with light. And now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed indigo star, the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, and radiating within the presence, the energy of love wisdom. now visualize ourselves standing within a center of a great sphere of lighted energy, the sphere of the new group of world servers. And lift our consciousness to the highest center, into the hierarchy, and bring down the energies of these two centers, filling the new group of world servers lighting up the groups and individuals throughout the planet who are working as part of that 
serving bridging group. And now breathe the energy of that great sphere out and across the entire planet through the network of triangles, releasing light and goodwill into the minds and hearts of people everywhere. Visualize that energy enlivening small groups gathering everywhere. And now release the energies through the etheric, through the five planetary centers, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, building a bridge, projecting it towards the spiritual hierarchy, we sound together the invocation of light. Radiance, we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn darkness into day. Each week we work with the triangle of the three planetary centers, one of the preeminent triangles in our planetary life. And this helps us to understand that just as we are forming triangles among our friends and coworkers, so too do triangles exist on vaster levels of consciousness within these three kingdoms, which we're told are coming into a three-way line of interrelationship for the first time in the entire history of our planet. So what we're seeking to contribute to by working within triangles, by working with these visualizations, is in alignment with the plan for our planet plan which must work out through the human kingdom. So our forming of triangles, our strengthening of the planetary network aids in this three-way interrelationship between the planetary centers, which depends upon the participation of humanity. Without humanity, this uh, triangle cannot receive its due stimulation. And that means that humanity is responding to Shambhala energies, hitherto impossible. But now because of advances in human understanding, we are able to collectively tap into that highest center. And we're told that the center Shambhala takes note of happenings within the human kingdom. Hitherto, this was only done through the mediation of the spiritual hierarchy, but now humanity has taken a step further along its evolutionary development. And so with this great beginning of the new spiritual year, 
with the advent of our sun's movement into the sign of Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, we begin the year each year with a powerful influx of energies from the first ray. So this, this energy, this first of the three spiritual festivals of the spiritual year is coming forth and ruling. That's the keynote, as you know, for the great initiating sign of Aries. I come forth and from the plane of mind, I rule. And this would seem to have great relationship to the first rule for disciples and initiates found in the book, The Rays and the Initiations, which you might want to review if you want to get a deeper understanding, perhaps, of this Aries energy. It's all about the mental body. It's about the ability to align and through that alignment to tap into higher reserves than has hitherto been possible for the human kingdom through our growing ability to construct what's called the antakarana or the inner bridge within consciousness. So these three planetary centers, these three spiritual festivals are related. And even though this is a, the primary sign for the inlet and the inflow of first-ray energy, we're told that the sign of Aries relates more specifically to the center hierarchy, the spiritual hierarchy. And certainly it is called the Easter festival, the festival of the Christ's resurrection. And so we have to take into consideration that this alignment established under the sign of Aries May, may perhaps be most powerfully felt within the relationship of the spiritual hierarchy and its leader, the Christ, with the highest center. But for those of us within the human kingdom who at least have some understanding of the subjective factors underlying outer events, we too can participate in this great alignment. And in fact, we're told at least in certain years, and we might speculate that this might be one of them leading up to 2025 and the great release of energies expected at that time that we can call upon during this Easter festival of that great life called the spirit of resurrection. We're told this is an extraplanetary being. It's not a figment of someone's imagination. And we're told that while this being is extraplanetary, he also resides within the council chamber of Shambhala. So perhaps we could say he is a first-ray Kumara who sheds his life-giving energies to our planet through the instrumentality of the alignment established. And therefore, we're called upon, we must focus the light within humanity and do what we can to lift it up towards the hierarchy who then takes that light and reaches up to this great life, this spirit of resurrection, which brings renewal and life-giving energies that need to pour in to a weary humanity. The Tibetan says to overcome the spirit of death which was hovering over the planet during the Second World War. And perhaps because of the experiences of the last few years, that spirit of death is also hovering over humanity. The resignation that so many people feel that the forces of darkness are winning the battle. But during this energy that Aries releases, we can cooperate in releasing this light into the world, this restoration of our spirits and the doing away with the spirit of death. And I just wanted to say, read 
the final two stanzas of a mantra that the Christ um, will use and that the hierarchy is stimulating us that comes from an ancient source. And the Tibetan says that when the Christ makes his reappearance, this life-giving energy will begin to pour in from great avatars standing upon the mountaintop, breathing out love eternal, light supernal, and peaceful silent will. And as that energy is poured out, the sons of men will respond, and then a newer light will shine forth into the dismal, weary veil of earth. Then new life will course through the veins of men, and then will their vision compass all the ways of what may be. So peace will come again on earth, but a peace unlike aught known before. Then the will to good will flower forth as understanding, and understanding blossom as goodwill in them. So in cooperation with the forces available to us as we work towards the Aries full moon, let's come together in integration as a group. Standing upon the mental plane, focusing within the center of the even darn cross of discipleship. Lincoln thought as a soul, a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working with this triangles meditation group. Projecting a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, we sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualization. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. And visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. and lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center 
of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Holding the alignment between your triangle, the planetary network of triangles, the group soul, and the world teacher. Hold the mind open and receptive to the impouring energy of love. precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Linking together as a group, let's sound the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
distribution, sounding the great invocation silently or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And now I'd like to introduce our guest for today, a returning presenter, Emmanuel Sacafeo. Um, Emmanuel, can you unmute your microphone, please? Yes, I'm unmuted. Okay, so Emmanuel is going to share with us some thoughts, reflections on Maya. So go ahead, Emmanuel. Thank you for being with us. You're welcome. And thank you for the presentation you made. Thank you. Reflections on Maya. The challenge of the bulk of humanity. We are told that the cause of glamour is primarily based on the sense of duality. And this applies to all the different aspects of glamour. Maya, glamour, illusion, and the dweller on the threshold. It is also suggested that the technique or the method of achieving a resolution or release from all four types of glamour or all four aspects of glamour is through some kind of achieving a unity, which leads to the unification of the duality. The treading of the path up to and including the stage of the transfiguration of the personality by the soul 
may be considered in terms of overcoming the four aspects of world glamour, which again are Maya, glamour, illusion, and the dweller on the threshold. These are glamour on the etheric physical, glamour on the astral, mental, and the energies of the forces of the sum total of all debits and credits of the integrated personality, respectively. In all these conflicting conditioning, harmony lies in bringing about fusion between some energy from a higher plane than the plane on which the duality is sensed or experienced. This then unifies the duality and the conflict is resolved. Let us briefly distinguish between the four aspects of glamour. Illusion is mental and consists in the misunderstanding of ideas, misunderstanding of thought forms, and the wrong use of mind. And illusion underlies all division, creating pride, separateness, and cruelty. And there are many ramifications and evil outcomes. Glamour is essentially based on selfishness. As this selfishness qualifies desires and produces all the distortions of wrong desires and emotions. In the case of Maya, the qualities of the astral and the mental activate and qualify our etheric bodies and the energies flowing through the etheric automatically condition the dense physical plane activity, the dense physical body and our actions. The indulgences associated with these wrong tendencies are natural in their own time and place. When the human unit is at an earlier stage of development, they become wrong and evil when indulged in past their educational usefulness, when they serve no educational purpose because we have outgrown that particular stage. And it is most important to point out that it is only when we are at the point of reorientation, when we are at a point of turning, a turning point, that these vices or wrong tendencies become glamour. Glamour presupposes that the aspirant is awakening to some better quality, value, or moving towards some form of selflessness. Where this awakening is not present, the vices, the wrong tendencies are not even considered as glamour. There must be a turning around, a reorientation from something that was limiting to something that is greater. Then the vices are considered as glamour. We shall be focusing a little more on Maya. We know that duality is basic and underlies all aspects of human life. This duality is reflected on all the planes, creating a dual relationship, calling for some unification, as said before. Thus, on the etheric physical plane, we find the etheric energies proper, which are simply energies inherent in the etheric physical plane as different from etheric forces, which are derived from the effect 
of the quality of all dense physical matter in the etheric plane. So that there are two factors to consider, the etheric energies proper and the etheric forces, each working and affecting humanity differently. Two great aspects of etheric substances forming a great duality on the etheric physical plane. One from above, so to say, and one from below, and both impacting the whole of humanity, the group, and the individual. The etheric forces pull towards the gratification of the dense physical appetites, while the etheric energies seek to be vehicles for all purified and higher incoming energies. The interaction of this duality of energy and forces on the etheric plane and the human reaction to it when not harmonized, when not unified, create the sense of duality in the human consciousness, which is the cause of Maya, the impulse towards materialism, the sins of the flesh and the individual, the group, the nation and the world. Resolution comes through the technique of indifference, through repudiation of the downward pulling etheric forces. And by means of this technique, Maya is ended for the control of the purified astral vehicle is consciously and technically brought into activity producing the freeing of the energies of the etheric body from the control of matter or false substance and bringing men in large numbers onto the probationary path. Some of the characteristic struggles during this conflict is described by St. Paul in chapter seven of his letters to the Romans. He writes, what I do, I do not recognize as my own action. What I desire to do is not what I do, conflict. But what I am against doing is what I do. For I do not do the good that I want to do. And this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it but it is sin, in this case, unregenerated etheric forces living in me that does it. So I find this law at work in me. And although I want to do good, evil is always at my right hand. Evil is always right there with me. For in my inner being, my soul, I delight in God's law but I see another law at work in me, conflict and duality, waging war against the law of my mind, the light of the soul, and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, the principle of evil, working in me. Oh, what a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body that is subjected to death, all of us, perhaps, I should say, many of us recognize the conflict between the dualities clearly described by Paul. And for many of us, it is all too familiar. Let us consider some contrast between Maya and the dweller on the threshold. Because Maya challenges us at the beginning of the path, and we confront the dweller towards the end of the path, let us note some of the contrasting correspondence between Maya and the dweller on the threshold, the forces that we have to confront as an integrated personality towards the end of the immediate goal of the path, towards transfiguration.
in order to clarify our way as we struggle towards this transfiguration. Noting that the human first and second initiations are progressive aspects of the third initiation of the transfiguration. The transfiguration being the first hierarchical initiation. Maya is the awareness that becomes possible at the beginning or at the earliest orientation on the path. The student is not yet on the path, but some discontent has spurred her, something within herself, and she is experiencing some orientation. Her orientation is changing. The stage of the dweller on the threshold is towards the final stages, towards the goal of transgression. One contrast, another contrast. Maya is the effect of the sum total of the subjective effects of illusion, glamour, or both in combination on the etheric physical plane. The aspirant is in a deep state of inertia and under the sway of all three glamours. He is the victim, while in the corresponding contrast, the dweller on the threshold is the sum total of all the forces of the integrated personality, purified and unpurified, regenerated or otherwise, being subjected to the obliterating power of the angel of the present, the soul, who is now becoming triumphant and demonstrating its power of light, love, and will to good. At this stage, the disciple is no longer the helpless victim as the aspirant was. She is becoming a true disciple, a, vict a victor. In the case of Maya, the forces and energies are tending lower towards the dense etheriphysical. In the case of the dweller, the forces purified are being raised upwards towards the higher mental stages and directly being subjected to the fire consciously. Another contrasting correspondence is that the student experiencing or struggling with Maya is a beginning aspirant, but the one confronting the dweller on the threshold of divinity is an initiate of the second degree already. A further contrasting correspondence is that in the case of Maya, the many untold accumulated previous experiences are not recognized. Only some of their effects are simply experienced. The aspirant doesn't understand where all these energies are coming from. While in the case of the dweller on the threshold, a mysterious process takes place. Mysterious to us who have not gone through the initiatory experience. In this mysterious process, the faculty of memory is intensely stimulated and brought into a sharp wakefulness to the degree that all accumulated experiences from all previous lives to the immediate present are recalled and brought to the memory with exacting accuracy and dealt with and accounted for once and for all, this is the let all the draws be burned stage. Let the fire rage and let me enter through that gate and tread the way of fire. This is that stage. In the case of Maya, the beginning aspirant learns to handle the fires of purification. Devitalization of Maya is a major commencement and discrimination between the dweller on the threshold and the angel of the presence at the transgression is a great consummation. Let us end with an inspiring statement from the Tibetan. As the Maya of distorted energy currents ceases to swing you into lines of undesirable activity, the light that is in you will shine forth with greater clarity. Incidentally, 
the dweller on the threshold will slowly and surely disintegrate and leave your way to the door of initiation, free and unimpeded. Thank you. Thank you, Emmanuel. Those powerful ideas. While we're waiting for the group to collect their thoughts, if they might want to place in the chat box or to raise their hand um, and share audibly, I was wondering if you, um, you mentioned that the main techniques of ending Maya in ourselves and in the world is through indifference and repudiation. How, how does that work out um, in relationship to the, to the disciples' responsibility, both within their own life and within the life of humanity, which is okay. full of Maya? Yes. The indifference is the practice where consciously you are training yourself to repudiate all that you are experiencing as unworthy, as wrong, as not desirable, as not worth pursuing, without focusing actually on those wrong ideas, but focusing on something higher. The repudiation is a negation of what you don't want to do of the things that you want to change, but focusing on the higher things that you want to become. Mm -hmm. As the disciple refuses to be engulfed, to be pulled into these etheric, tangible, physical forces, the lower centers, become devitalized of their power over the disciple. And the higher centers become awakened. Immediately the soul energy pours into the higher centers. And the energy of the soul pours into the etheric planes, into the etheric body of the disciples and into the etheric plane in the world, and this is what we call inspiration. Therefore, indifference, the practice of that divine indifference evokes the energy of the soul into the threefold world. And this is what we call inspiration from the soul, working only through the higher centers the head centers, the ajna centers, the throat centers, the heart centers, and uniting with the lower centers and using them as vehicles for the higher centers. Their power to limit, their power to distort, their power to uh, disfigure, to confuse is consumed away and the fire pours through the lower centers, transforming all etheric forces and turning them into vehicles for the higher energies of intuition from the mental as illumination on the ashra and clearing that Maya, that is the force which is pulling the majority of humanity, groups and nations in the wrong direction. Thank you. Wouldn't you say that the work of triangles could be one of the instrumental tools in helping to purify this Maya in the world? The work of triangles is at the heart of clearing 
the etheric world and the etheric vehicles of the aspirants and disciples. There is a duality of energy. There is the etheric force, which when not purified, pulls in the wrong direction. There is the etheric energy, which can become the vehicle of all the good, the beautiful, and the true. In order to unify these and make them vehicles for goodwill, for love and light, you must, we must get in touch with a third point. That is the essence of the triangle. That third point has to be higher than the plane on which the etheric force and the etheric energies are. So that third point in this case must come from the purified astral plane under the illumination of the mind. When this is made possible by the disciple, by the group, the purified astral energies which have been illuminated by the mind harmonizes the etheric force and the etheric energies, and they become vehicles for the downpouring spiritual energies. So the triangle work that we are doing is a very practical service, extremely important in clearing and clarifying the etheric planes for the reappearance of the Christ and the appearances of the higher beings will only be made possible when we have established those energies and forces in the etheric planes, which are conducive to the incoming Aquarian energies of understanding, of brotherhood, and of inspiration. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, I don't see any hands raised. Uh, there's still a few minutes if someone would like to share audibly. Um, there's a comment from Clarence. If you see it, Emmanuel, if you scroll up a little. Um, if not, um, I can read it to you. Please read it for me. Okay. Clarence writes, um, you gave an interesting point in response to my question, Emmanuel. It seems that the indifference and repudiation are in some measure effects of a choice to again and again pay attention to and direct one's energies towards something higher. Perfect. It's a perfect rendition. Yeah. It is, and I like where clients write again and again, because that is what the work is. Again and yeah. again, don't forget that Maya is predominant at the early stages on the path. So the aspirant is responding to illusion from the mental plane combined with grammar on the astral plane, taking etheric form on the etheric plane and his or her work is to again and again repudiate, not focusing on the negative, but putting all his or her energies on the purified energies that he or she is invoking. Beautifully put, Clarence. Yes, thank you. Well, Emmanuel, I think we're going to close now and everyone is extending their gratitude to, towards you for your presentation and so let's just take a few moments to close by visualizing the planet surrounded by a network of golden lighted triangles radiating light and goodwill
Thank you, Emmanuel. You're welcome. Greetings to you in Ghana. Thank you. <laughs> Greetings to all of you.